Welcome to the Fast Host Proactive Podcast, Spill the IT. Each episode, we'll sit down with some of the amazing proactive team and chat. Chat about. Hi, and welcome to the latest proactive podcast episode where I'm joined by Tom and Gary today. Welcome. Um, today we're going to be talking about the uh, inf- network infrastructure that's been set up at the latest uh, data centre that's been that opened late last year, um, and we're going to talk about the network infrastructure architecture um, that's been set up here because it's incredibly innovative, very modern, very leading edge, um, and we're going to talk about why that's a really good thing for the core customer base of small to medium enterprises. But first, if you two would like to introduce yourself, because I'm sure you'll do a much better job of it than I will. Um, so, Tom, why don't you go first? Yeah, sure. So I'm the business development manager for Fast House Proactive, um, basically the first point of contact for any of our clients. Um, and I'm there to hold the hands pretty much all the way through until they go live with our product. Um, so there was that point of contact with a person from the word go. Nice. Thank you. Uh, I'm Gary, I'm the Solutions Consultant for Fasthose Proactive, obviously I work very closely with Tom in designing solutions that meet our prospective clients' business needs. Brilliant, thanks. So, um, so one of the things we were talking about actually before we recorded was um, the difference between the hyperscalers that are out there and the infrastructure setup that, uh, that Proactive has and, um, and why that's really beneficial for SMEs. So I just wondered if you wanted to just talk through those reasons. Yes, so uh, yeah, I, th- I think for, for those that don't know, when we use the term hyperscaler, we're referring to really one of the big three. So we're talking Amazon Web Services, Microsoft Azure, uh, or Google Cloud. Um, we're a little bit different from those um, in some respects, um, but not others. Uh, the, the challenge, I think, really is that with the, the hyperscaler platforms are, you know, they're very, very feature rich. Um, you know, they're very resilient. They are designed to operate large scale IT infrastructure, um, and hey, they, they're great at what they do. Um, we leverage a lot of the features that are available uh, on these hyperscalers. So so we're looking to provide a platform which is equally as resilient and performant, Um, but what we don't do is overload our clients with features that they're not necessarily going to need. Yeah, yeah, and I I think that's a big thing, isn't it? Because hyperscaler services can be quite complicated um, I mean, I think AWS have more than 200 products um, mm. and navigating those, particularly for an SME that maybe doesn't necessarily have all of, a lot of IT expertise within their organization. Um, so if, so looking at the different types of customers that you serve, um, how, how would your infrastructure help them if they, so they're, they're sort of operating at a certain level, but then they need to scale up? Mm. Uh, so I think I think you know when when we design the platform and when we design the solutions, we're really looking at the core needs of, of an SME, which in the majority of cases is compute and storage. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, somewhere secure and resilient to put their data, and then some form of compute to do processing. 
uh, and whether that's uh, you know hosting websites, whether it's providing internal infrastructure for their business, um, you know the, the the underlying demands are, are, are largely the same. Um, the big thing that we find is that with clients coming from either uh, another hosted environment or an on-premise environment, they're not always sure how much of this that they need. Yeah. Uh, disk space is easy, right? Because mm-hmm. uh, you can see how much you've got free, you know how much you're using. When it comes to things like network bandwidth, CPU utilization, memory resources, a lot of organizations don't have the ability to observe this. So when they're making decisions on how to resource their solutions, in a lot of cases, it's best guess. Mm-hmm. Um, now, you can go to the maximum you think you might need. Naturally, that's a, a, a potentially an unnecessary investment. Um, you can go in the middle or you can sort of go towards the, uh, the, the bottom end. Um, what we like to do is if there's an existing solution that the client has access to or that we have access to, uh, you know, we can measure some of that performance to give us uh, a better idea. Um, if that isn't available, we need to be able to change those resources at speed and be very, very agile. So if a client has no idea what they, uh, what kind of resources their application is going to use, we tend to spec it towards the, the more conservative scale. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then as a client enters their um, you know, UAT or, or even early go-live stages, um, we put them into uh, a period of what we call hypercare. Mm-hmm. Um, during that period, I'm still engaged with the client. I'm still looking at how their solution's performing. Um, and if we discover that we need more memory, we need more CPU, we can add those to the platform very, very quickly in a completely <coughs> non-disruptive manner. Right. Um, similarly, if uh, a client has peaks during their business, so uh, we work with a couple of clients who support the retail industry, so they've got the obvious peaks in business around yeah. you know, the holiday season uh, and, and so on. Um, we are able to scale their platform up to cope with those um, demands, mm-hmm. uh, and then when they're no longer needed, we can scale that back down, so again, they're not spending valuable money that they don't need to. That they don't need, and I yeah. guess that's where it's really different, isn't it? I think the good thing that we do as well is that um, when we first get to meet the client, we have a, a good long conversation and really dig into what they require and what they need because a lot of them don't know what they need because they're not from a technical background like me. Mm-hmm. So being able to sit there and talk through what they require um, and actually putting a solution together for them that's going to suit them and then running the trial before we go, actually, that might not be perfect for you. We've got a better idea, mm-hmm. um, you know, but at least we hold their hand at that point and guide them because yeah. a lot of the smaller companies that we're working with haven't got a clue. You know, so they don't know where to start. So you ask them the questions initially. What is this? What is that? Like, Ugh. yeah, because it's okay. not their specialism, is it? And, it yeah. and even if it's something they've had experience with in the past, they're not completely up to date with all of the latest technological innovations. For example, the security requirements, because yeah. like, that has a big impact on SMEs, doesn't it? And I think they can get like other third parties to come in and help them with them sort of decision making things and stuff but we're actually like an extension of their business of their family so to speak we want it to work as much as they do and want to get it right for you know protecting our brand but also we care about it which is 
pretty much what we get when we have them conversations with people and they come back to us and say, you know what, you guys actually do care what happens to us. Yeah, we do. Yeah. We want to make sure it's right. And if it's not right, we'll fix it. We'll make it right until it's optimal for you and your individual business, not just level, general. Sorry, I was going to say that's a level of support that they're never going to get from a big hyperscaler. No, no absolutely not. You know, I mean, uh, the hyperscalers have their place, as, we, yeah, as we've said. Um, you, you need a specific level of expertise in the platform that you're using. Uh, with our platform uh, and with our service, um, you know, you can speak to an actual person. Mm. Uh, you can't always do that in a cost-effective manner with a hyperscaler. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, you know, and, and hey, online portals, uh, you know, self-service support, ticketing systems are great, you know, if, if you have the ability to self-serve and use those resources. But sometimes you just really need to talk it through with somebody. Yeah. Uh, and, and that's where, you know, myself and, and Tom come in. Uh, and as Tom said, you know, we've got very different focuses. Tom uh, won't mind me saying in that he's, he's not technical. He's probably more technical than he'd admit to, but, you know, that's not his specialism. Where, where Tom comes in is helping clients um, with their actual business needs. What are their fears? What, mm. what, what is it that they need to get out of this IT solution uh, and, and not focusing on the actual tech itself, which really is just an enabler? Yeah. So this, so this sort of modern architecture that we've been talking about in the last couple of episodes um, in relation to the new data center, um, how is it going to improve? Because obviously you've employed a lot of modern infrastructure setup, software design, software defined uh, infrastructure management, all of those elements. So how does that help the customers with things like integrating with their on-premise systems, fault tolerance, all those elements? <coughs> So, uh, you know, the entire platform is backed by a technology called Kubernetes, which uh, was developed by Google um, to run hyperscale platforms. So, you know, Google's infrastructure runs on Kubernetes. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's an incredible system, um, but actually most SMEs don't need that. Um, what we're able to give them are all of the benefits of running in a Kubernetes environment mm-hmm. without any of the complexity. Nice. Um, you know, so our platform has the uh, you know the self-healing elements of Kubernetes. We have the ability to define, as you mentioned, all of the infrastructure via software. Mm-hmm. So you know I'm, I'm, that on the surface might not mean something to an SME, but what it enables us to do is deploy um, new infrastructure very rapidly. Uh, It enables us to uh, recover infrastructure in the event that, uh, you know, a client breaks something perhaps, um, which again, you know, these things do happen. Because all the solutions are defined in code, redeploying or making additions and subtractions are a case of editing some code and deploying that to the platform. And we've developed uh, quite a sophisticated deployment pipeline, um, which enables us to do that. Mm -hmm. Um, Another really good factor, which again is is not really exposed to the SME, but it's it's a benefit, is that we can revert and we can go back to previous versions right. and so on. So we have all the benefit that you would get in a um, you know a code environment mm. applied to to the infrastructure. Yeah. So we're very agile, um, uh, and where that comes in particularly uh, as a benefit to the SME is that they perhaps don't need to be quite as scheduled 
as they would on a platform where you're, uh, you know, manually spinning up virtual machines or you know deploying and provisioning physical machines. You know, we we yeah. can we can help remove some of the need for that. Again, it just goes back to, especially with the SMBs, it just goes back to the fact that I think, like our eyepatches said at the last DTX that we did, they can they can sleep well at night knowing that we've got their backs. So all mm. these different things that we can bring to improve their solution and, and work with them to make sure that what they need is working, they don't have to worry about that. Yeah, and they don't got, have to worry about the detail like you say. They're not they're not going to know a lot of it because it's not exposed, is it? But yeah. And it's interesting, is it's the, the old adage with technology, isn't it? The simpler it is on the front end, the more there is going on in the, in the, yeah. in the back end. And that, that applies here, I think, in yeah. terms of that I think one of our most recent customers is a guy who's just left a job after 20 years of doing what he does and thought, I'll start on my own. Yeah. Um, and he hasn't got a clue about this sort of thing. Because um, yeah, it's not his real, it's not his primary yeah. business. Is and it? we tell him about it, and it's in one ear and out the other, a bit like talking to me about tech, really. Um, <laughs> but um, it, it is, and he's going. I just need to know that I'm safe and secure. Yeah, and, I just need it to work. It's versatile, you know, and, and I can do what I need to do if mm-hmm. I just ask you in layman's terms, so to speak. And yeah. Gary can then provide a solution, and that's what he's really happy with. So he's just not even thinking about this side of his business. Yeah, because he's on about growing his business now, and exactly, you know, and that's how he really benefits and that likes what we have without really knowing about Kubernetes and things like that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that, that was a really nice conversation with, with that particular customer because that uh, they came to us with a completely blank slate and just yeah. said, as Tom said, I'm going out on my own. This is what I need to be able to do. Yeah. And so it was just a list of um, requirements that were, you know, I need somewhere to store my documents. I need mm-hmm. some way of sharing them. Um, it needs to be... Uh, secure. I need a certain level of retention. Um, so, and it's quite a nice story because we initially designed uh, a solution for for this client. Um, uh, and as we do with all the solutions, uh, we had a bit of a round table with some of the tech team, with Tom, and we had a look at it. And we're like, okay, is this is this really what the client needs? And actually, we came to the decision that there were a few things within the solution that we weren't 100% happy with. Mm-hmm. So we basically ripped it all up, started again, and the solution that we're going live with the client is actually perfect for yeah. what they need. Um, and we're, we're not afraid to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we won't sell a solution that's wrong for the client. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I mean, some, you know, sometimes um, a client will come to us with uh, a specification that they've been given by another provider and we look at it and we're like well, you do you really need all this mm-hmm. uh, and they're just going on what they've been told um, and this is where the scalability side of it comes in is that we can reduce that initial spend until we know for sure what's required rather than massively overselling things that are far more expensive than they need to be mm-hmm. uh, and that's you know as Tom said we care these are people's livelihoods they're coming to us with a level of trust um, and, and certainly in this case where you have somebody who's leaving an employer starting their own business and they are placing a massive amount of trust in us because if yeah. it's wrong that's the success of their business that, that will be impacted yeah. uh, and so that's the way we approach all the solutions the, mm-hmm. these are people's livelihoods um, you know it's got to be right for them and and with with the the customer that we're talking about he is going to be big enough next year, hopefully. His plans are to be big enough, but he doesn't need that now. 
So he doesn't need to pay for it now because he's got 101 other things to pay for. So we'll increase that as he grows, as he needs it. Mm -hmm. And it, like Gary says, it, it doesn't take long to do that. So he won't even notice it. He just has to tell us or we will even tell him, look, we think you might need to expand a little bit. Yeah. We'll go back and, and basically explain to him this. And be, All right, yeah, great idea, guys. Yeah, and, and the clues know, in the name, isn't it? It's proactive, proactive it's sort yeah. of looking at their yeah. business. And yeah, and I think they trust us to do the right thing by them as well by yeah. not basically giving them the top range of everything and charge them a fortune. It's like, mm. well, let's start what you need and we'll just increase as you need to increase, yeah. And I guess that's where, because we were talking about, you mentioned at the beginning about um, observability and monitoring and sort yeah. of, I guess that's where a big benefit for those types of companies comes in. Uh, absolutely. You know, we are able to see 24-7, when a client peaks uh, and troughs are in, in relation to their infrastructure demand. So, you know, if we start to see very busy periods, we can have a look at potentially what's causing that. You know, is it just is it just your nightly backup? Everybody has a spike, spike it X a.m. in the morning when they're doing the backups, um, or is it something else? Yeah. Uh, and where we're starting to see patterns, uh, we can make suggestions to the client on where they might want to increase resource. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and that in turn also gives us the ability to provide them with a certain amount of budgeting intelligence. So if we're starting to see trends, uh, you know, either upward or downward uh, in utilization, we can have those conversations at a relatively early stage so that people um, are aware of what their spend might be over the course of the next X number of months. Mm. Yeah, so you could save them a significant amount of money, you know, and I, so I think in summary then in terms of why all of this is so suited to SMEs is the flexibility and the level of service that you get, that's really the big differentiator because then that has a knock-on effect on everything else, you know, the, the, the cost savings, the, the ability to take advantage of modern security, all of those elements. And I think it's, it's quite funny because we started this conversation talking about architecture yeah. and, and network design and we haven't actually yeah. talked about that. <laughs> no. um, uh, and that's actually the key point, yeah. is it doesn't matter. Yeah. Okay. If you need a solution to be available 24-7-365, we've implemented the technology in the background to make sure that it is. Mm. Um, we've designed all of this infrastructure with security at its heart. So you don't need to worry about network security yeah. um, uh, and you know, things like denial of service attacks. All of this stuff that everybody wants, they can come to us and just be assured that they've got it mm -hmm. um, and leaves them and us to focus on the good stuff, which is yeah. what do you need to achieve and how are we going to make that nice and easy for you? Cool. Great. Well, thank you, guys. That was really useful and quite interesting, actually, because I think... I do think it's something that we see, you know, in in the content that we produce and some of the responses that we get. You know, I think people need that hand-holding, especially at that SME level. Um, so, yeah. So, no, that was really good. Thank you, guys. And uh, we will, uh, in our next episode that's coming up, we're going to be talking about security. Um, but thank you, Tom thank and you. Gary, and I uh, look forward to seeing you again soon. See you next time. Thank see you. you next time. Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed this episode. You can subscribe on Spotify or Apple Podcast or visit proactive.fasthost.co.uk for more info. See you next time.